Yeah, hello, hello. Welcome to the sixth episode of Fortune Thousand series by Captain T. So yeah, this week we are looking at Walt Disney, which was randomly selected in our last episode. And just to recap, Fortune 1000 is a series where we look at Fortune 1000 companies selected at random. Um, we look at the company, look at its value, get some of the important information about the company and the founders, and um, figure out one or two things that we could learn from, from these companies. And today, we are looking at Walt Disney. So, Walt Disney is the 43rd most valuable company, um, arranged by market cap, and has a market cap of $186 billion, because based in the United States. Um, yeah, and... It actually has come down from, it also had a huge spike in the pandemic, where it peaked at about three, what's this, three, almost $360 billion, wow. So it's like, it has halved its value since the pandemic. And that makes sense, because they would make money with a lot of people being home. Walt Disney Company, commonly known as Disney, is an American media company known for the production of animated movies and entertainment films for children and young people. Yeah, that is a never die market, so. Walt Disney, or Disney can never run out of customers, apparently. Well, well, well. Let's look at the company and let's look at the history of the company. WaltDisneyCompany.com looking at their mission statement the mission of the Walt Disney Company is to entertain inform and inspire people around the globe through the power of unparalleled storytelling reflecting the iconic brands creative minds and innovative technologies that make ours the world's premier entertainment company the so good point is their mission statement is particularly for the world uh, entertainment for the world, which is a very interesting mission statement. Social responsibility, our approach to corporate social responsibility is built upon the company's long and enduring legacy of engagement in our workplaces and communities and our actions to protect the environment. So yeah, um, Interesting. 
but I'm sure trying to see the company itself. Oh, this is the trying to look at the company itself, not the founder. The Walt Disney Company traded as DIS on the New York Stock Exchange. Um, different products, amusement parks, um, comic books, films, music, television programs, video games, web portals, services, broadcasting services, licensing, publishing, radio, streaming, television. So, of course, a wide variety of products, um, a lot of services, which made them earn, what, $67 billion in just the year 2021 in revenue. It's amazing. Total assets of $203 billion as of 2021. Okay. Owned by the Vanguard Group and BlackRock as well. They have divisions, Disney parks, experiences, and products, Disney media and entertainment distribution, Walt Disney Studios, Disney General Entertainment Content. Hmm. Subsidiaries, E&E Networks, ESPN Incorporated, and Marvel Entertainment. Oh, I was a subsidiary of Disney. Oh, that makes sense. National Geographic Partners. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's big. Big, 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 big. Um, wow. Amazing leadership, board of directors. Der Derrick Rice. They have different parks, Disneyland Resort, Walt Disney World, Shanghai, Disney Resort, Hong Kong, Tokyo, Paris, Vacation Club, Disney Publishing Worldwide, Walt Disney Imagineering. <laughs> yeah, wide range of products. Anyways, let's look at the history of this company. Walt Disney Company, commonly known as Disney, is an American multinational mass media entertainment conglomerate headquartered in Burbank, California. Well, Disney was originally founded in October 16th, 1923, by the brothers Walt and Roy Disney as the Disney Brothers Studio. So what happened, like, Walt, we see Walt Disney, but that's like two brothers. Why is Roy's name not on the logo? Anyways, so it also operated under the names the Walt Disney Studio and the Walt Disney Productions before changing its name to the Walt Disney Company in 1986. Oh, that's a long time. Early on, the company established itself as a leader in the animation industry. That's where they got the break. 
with the creation of the widely popular character Mickey Mouse, who is the company's mascot and the start of animated films. Uh, yeah. Makes sense. So after becoming a major success by the early 1940s, the company started to diversify into live action films, television, and theme parks in the 1950s. Okay, following Walt's demise in 1966, the company's profits began to decline. Oh, so he was the one moving the engine, really. So we definitely have to dig into Walt and what's going on in Walt's mind. Especially in the animation division, so his death brought a decline to the company. Once Disney's shareholders voted in Michael Eisner as the head of the company in 1984, the studio began to see an overwhelming amount of success. So let's see, Michael, Michael Eisner, gonna figure out who this guy is and how we contributed known as the Disney Renaissance. In 2005, under the new CEO, Bob Eager, the company started to expand and acquire other corporations. Bob Chapek became the head of Disney in 2020 after Bob Eager's um, retirement. Let's key people. Anyway, since the 1980s, Disney has created and acquired corporate divisions in order to market more mature content than is typically associated with its flagship family-oriented brands. The company is known for its film studio division, um, which includes all of these pictures. Well, these, Disney's other main businesses in business units include divisions in television, Broadcasting, streaming media, theme park resorts, consumer products, publishing, and international operations. Now, through these various segments, Disney owns and operates the ABC Broadcast Network, cable television networks such as Disney Channel, ESPN, Freeform FX, and National Geographic publishing, merchandising, music, and theater divisions, direct-to-consumer, streaming services, Hulu, ESPN, Disney+, Plus, which includes several theme parks, resorts, hotels, and cruise lines around the world. Now, Disney is one of the biggest and most well-known companies in the world. And it's ranked number 53. So actually, there should be an old old, um, old rating because it's, it's way up now. Since its founding, the company has won about 135 Academy Awards in the Oscars. Hmm. The company has also been said to have produced some of the greatest films of all time as revolutionizing the theme park industry has been criticized for less plagiarism depicting racial stereotypes in the past and both including and liking LGBT related elements in his films. Now, the company which has been public since 1940 trades on the New York Exchange and has been a component of the Dow Jones Industrial Average since 1991. 
in August 2020, just under two-thirds of the stock was owned by large financial institutions. Yeah, like the Vanguard Group and Co. All right. So, interesting, interesting stuff. So we know the products and services, basically movie animation or what have you. Pixar has been making films with Disney from 1995. Okay, so let's look at, let's look at Walt. Let's look at, you know, what did Walt do that made him start up this giant Walt Disney? Walt Disney. Walt Elias Disney, born December 5th, 1901. Died December 15th, 1966. Um, was an American animator, film producer, and entrepreneur. A pioneer of the American animation industry. He started it, one of the early guys. He introduced several developments in the production of cartoons. As a film producer, he holds the record for the most Academy Awards earned and nominations by an individual. That is crazy. Having won 22 Oscars from 59 nominations. He was presented with two Golden Globe Special Achievement Awards and an Emmy Award, among other honors. Several of his films are included in the National Film Registry by the Library of Congress. First person to be nominated for Academy Awards in six different categories. Hmm. That is interesting. So let's see something. So let's see some amazing facts about this dude. So Walt Disney began developing his skills as a cartoonist as a young kid stuck on a farm in Missouri. He didn't have many subjects, but delighted in drawing cartoon pictures of his neighbor's horses. <laughs> so his neighbors had horses. Yeah. Let's look at early life here. He was born... Um, December 5th, 1901, Trip Avenue in Chicago, Hermosa's neighborhood. Fourth son of Elias Disney, born in the province of Canada to Irish parents and Flora, an American of German and English descent. Aside from Walt, Elias and Flora's sons were Herbert, Raymond, and Roy, and the couple had a fifth child, Ruth. In 1906, when Disney was four, the family moved to a farm in Marceline, Missouri, where his uncle, Robert, has just purchased land. At Marceline, Disney developed his interest in drawing when he was paid to draw the horse of a retired neighborhood doctor. Someone paid him. Elias was a subscriber to 
to the appeal to reason newspaper and Disney practiced drawing by copying the front page cartoons of Ryan Walker. So that was his inspiration. He also began to develop an ability to work with watercolors and cranes. He lived near the Atchison, Topeka and Santa Fe railway line and became enamored with trains. He and his younger sister, Ruth, started school at the same time at the park school in Marceline in late 1909. The Disney family were active members of a congregational church. Okay, 1911, Disney's moved to Missouri. Dear Disney attended the Benton Grammar School where he met fellow student Walter Pfeiffer who came from a family of theater fans and introduced him to the world of vaudeville motion pictures. Before long, Disney was spending more time at the Pfeiffer's house than at home. Others had purchased the newspaper delivery route for the Kansas City Star and Kansas City Times. Disney and his brother Roy woke up at 4.30 every morning to deliver the Times before school and repeated the round for the evening star after school. The schedule was exhausting and Disney often received poor grades after falling asleep in class, but he continued his paper route for more than six years. Okay, so the entrepreneurial journey. He attended Saturday courses at the Kansas City Art Institute and also took a correspondence course in cartooning. 1917, Elias bought stock in a Chicago jelly producer and moved back to the city with his family. Disney enrolled at McKinley High School and became the cartoonist of the school newspaper, drawing patriotic pictures about the First World War. He also took night courses at the Chicago Academy of Fine Arts. He attended to join the U.S. Army to fight the Germans, but he was rejected as being too young. After forging the date of birth on his birth certificate, oh, really? He joined the Red Cross in September. Uh, this guy is, uh, when was he born again? 1901. And so forging, he's uh, <laughs> forging the date of his birth. 1918. Okay. <laughs> so there's a crook in, in this guy. Okay. I mean, like, it's in everyone. He was shipped to France, but arrived in November after the armistice. I don't know what that is. He drew cartoons on the side of his ambulance for decoration and had some of his work published in the Army newspaper, Stars and Stripes. He returned to Kansas in 1919, where he worked as an apprentice artist at Persimine Rubin Commercial Art Studio, where he drew commercial illustrations for advertising, theater programs, catalogs, and befriended fellow artists. Uh, UBE works. So yeah, this guy's been doing cartoons. Like, his life is cartoons. His life is cartoons. So, that's the passion. The passion element there. Also, the original name, Disney's French family's name, 
was originally the Isigny before being anglicized to Disney. Disney dropped out of high school at the age of 16 in hopes of joining the army. He was rejected for being underage, but was able to get a job as an ambulance driver with the Red Cross in France. Disney's first, very first animation studio was Laugh-O-Gram, where he began telling modernized fairy tales based on Aesop's fables before the studio quickly went bankrupt. Oh, wow. So that stuff was not even successful at first, so where was that? Yeah, laughograms. Modernized fairy tales. He hired more animators, including Fred Harmon's brother, Will Vising and Iwerks. Laughograms cartoons did not provide enough income to keep the company solvent. So Disney started the production of Alice's Wonderland, based on Alice's adventure in Wonderland. So they, they got popular stories and started doing animation series with that. This is a smart thing. So if hmm, thinking about that in VR, but you know, extended thought. So there's some failure along the way. A laughogram. Uh, Mickey Mouse wasn't Disney's first iconic character. Mickey's predecessor, Oswald, the Lucky Rabbit, was created while Disney was under contract with Universal Pictures. When he left, Oswald was barred from joining him leading Disney to make a new companion, everyone's favorite mouse, Mickey Mouse. Hmm. Mickey Mouse was originally named Mortima Mouse, Mortima Mouse, but Disney's wife said the name Mortima sounded too pompous, convincing Disney to change the adorable rodent's name to Mickey. Hmm. The name Mortima was instead given to Mickey's rival, Mouse, in later episodes. So, <laughs> Mickey Mouse. I mean, Mickey sounds good. Mickey sounds better um, to pronounce. Mortima. Uh, that one is like... Uh, but who's, who's to say, like, so many things that make a thing popular. Like, if you roll with Mortima, it may just be... Mortima Mouse is just a popular thing. Like, what's to say? I mean, there's no parallel universe to, to test. Anyway, from 1928, the birth of Mickey Mouse, until 1947, Disney himself did the voice of Mickey. But from 1928, to, so he himself did the voice of Mickey. Well, so Disney was hell-bent on creating a, fe a feature-length animated Snow White film, despite everyone else's doubts. Some in Hollywood even referred to the project as Disney's folly. They were the real fools, though. Wait, Disney was hell-bent on creating a feature-length animated Snow White film, despite everyone else's doubts. Oh, like people didn't even believe in the Snow White shit, so... <laughs> Snow White earned more than $8 million during its original release, which will be equivalent to about $130 million today, adjusted for inflation. That's amazing. So, 
shows like popular popular demand or, or people's prediction about your project that you know has nothing to say about how it's going to uh, fare in the market don't listen to people uh that still doesn't mean you're going to be successful though success is not guaranteed but if you're passionate about a thing and uh, you're convinced about its viability uh, you might as well go ahead disney was good pals with uncle sam producing animated war propaganda films and training videos uh for the united states military oh is this way the popularity of uncle sam so disney also created custom cartoon insignia for u.s troops which were used to boost morale mm. and guys everywhere guys everywhere so disney helped fan the flames of the 1940s red scare he was a founder of the motion What's that? Was the 1940s Red Scare? He was a founder of the Motion Picture Alliance for the Preservation of American Ideals, accusing workers and strike of communist plots, testifying against labor organizers, and icing out rumored communists of Hollywood. <laughs> this battle of capitalism and, and communism is not, has always been, always been around. Was this the Red Scare? The Red Scare is the promotion of white, of widespread fear of a potential rise of communism, anarchism, and other leftist ideologies by society states. It seldom characterizes political propaganda. The term is often used to refer to two periods in the history of the United States, which are referred to by his by this name, the First Red Scare, which occurred immediately after the First World War, revolved around the perceived threat from the American labor movement, anarchist revolution, political radicalism. Second Red Scare, which occurred immediately after the Second World War, was preoccupied with the perception... Okay, I'm going to stop here. I'm going to read on this Red Scare later on. That's not the thing for today. Today is Disney. Walt Disney, Walt Disney. Where are we? Okay, so he he was on the capitalist side, you know. In summary of all of this, I mean, he was against the communists. Well, Disney was a pioneer for children's television entertainment, airing unique programming for kids such as Sorrow, Davy Crockett, the Mickey Mouse Club. He received more Academy Awards and nominations than has anyone else. Between 1932 and 1969, he won 22 Academy Awards and was nominated 59 times. Well, at the 1938 Oscars, Disney was presented with one normal-sized statuette and seven miniature ones for Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. <laughs> Funny. Well, Disney held the patent for Technicolor for two years, making him the only animator who could make color animated films. So there you go. With the proprietary um, leverage. Rumored to be anti-Semitic. Really? 
Disney attended the meetings of the German-American Bond in the 1930s, a pro-Nazi organization. Wow. He also hosted known Nazi propagandist and filmmaker Lenny Reifenstahl, Reifenstahl, giving her a tour of the Disney Studios. Despite this, the other claim rumors of Disney's anti-Semitism to be false. Disney's favorite character was Goofy. Disney films famous for their absentee mothers. Hmm. From Pinocchio to the Jungle Book, many believe this trend was a result of Disney's guilt and anguish over his own mother's death. After the success of Snow White, Disney purchased a new home for his parents. A broken heating system, wow, resulted in his mother's death from carbon monoxide poisoning. Wow, that's really sad. Wow, made all this money. Bought a house for her for, for, for his parents, for his mom's. The house he bought for his mom killed kill her. That is sad. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Disney had big dreams of opening a revolutionary theme park, telling a colleague that he wanted it to look like nothing else in the world. He achieved that dream with Disneyland and after his death, Disney World. Disney was a trained fanatic. Fanatic. His um, fascination began as a child, where he would watch the train spice by near his house. His uncle, a train conductor, would blow the whistle as a greeting. Later, as an adult, Disney built a miniature steam railroad in the backyard of his LA home. Seeing the joy it brought his daughters, he became determined to incorporate the monorail into Disneyland. Disney was the head of pageantry for the 1960 Winter Olympics. A minor planet is named after Disney. <laughs> wow. Forced 4017 Disney Air. It was discovered by a Soviet astronomer, Lyudmila Karachkina, Karachkina, in 1980. Disney has a star along the Hollywood Walk of Fame, along with Mickey Mouse who was the first animated character to receive one. Wow. So Cartoon has a star on Hollywood Walk of Fame. And I don't. Oh. The character, Wall E, was named after Disney himself. Disney once played the role of Peter Pan in a school play. Disneyland employees have only their first name listed on their name tags because Disney despised being called Mr. Disney. Shortly after, before his death, Disney had plans to build a ski resort. The Walt Disney Company ended up deciding to move forward with Disney World instead. Disney's final words remain a bizarre mystery. On his deathbed, he wrote the name Kurt Russell. Well, on a piece of paper. Even Kurt Russell himself is perplexed regarding the meaning. He was a child actor at the time of Disney's death, having just recently signed on with Disney Studios. So maybe he thought Kurt Russell would be great. Who's Kurt Russell? Man, it's an interesting thing here.
<laughs> the last dis film Disney personally oversaw was the Jungle uh, Book before his death from lung cancer. Wow, 1966. When Disney died, 25% of his estate went to CalArts, helping the private university build up its campus. Disney is not cryogenically frozen. Despite the persistent rumors, he was cremated and his ashes were buried at Forest Lawn Memorial Park in Glendale, California. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. He was the son of a carpenter. Yeah. So, those are the amazing facts of the amazing founder, Walt Disney. Let's see. We can find some quotes. Well, 55 quotes. Walt Disney, hoping that they're real. Quotes from him. Well, here's quotes. According to Parade.com, all our dreams can come true if we have the courage to pursue them and the time to, like, I think all dreams can come true, but let me not be pessimistic. Second, it's kind of fun to do the impossible. Yeah, it's good to do hard things. When you're curious, you find lots of things, lots of interesting things to do. That's true. Laughter is timeless. Imagination has no age. Dreams are forever. Togetherness for me means teamwork. By nature, I'm an experimenter. To this day, I don't believe in sequels. I can't follow popular cycles. I have to move on to new things. So with the success of Mickey, I was determined to diversify. The way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing. A man should never neglect his family for business. If you can dream it, you can do it. The more you like yourself, the less you are like anyone else, which makes you unique. See, you gotta like yourself. When you believe in a thing, believe in it all the way, implicitly and unquestionable. We keep moving forward, opening new doors and doing new things because we are curious and curiosity keeps leading us down new paths. Laughter is America's most important export. Really? Hmm. Our greatest natural resource is the minds of our children. Well, first think. Second, believe. Third, dream. And finally, dare. You reach a point where you don't work for money, right? I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing, that it was all started by a mouse. <laughs> I dream. I test my dreams against my beliefs. I dare to take risks, and I execute my vision to make those dreams come true. I believe in being a motivator. We share to a large extent 
one another's fate. We help create those circumstances which favor or challenge us in meeting our objectives and realizing our dreams. Disneyland will never be completed. It will continue to grow as long as there is imagination left in the world. I love Mickey Mouse more than any woman I have ever known. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. So, <laughs> the difference between winning and losing. So he still likes money. Like, why Why would he say that? Because like, Mickey Mouse is like what gave him what fame, what gave him money, what gave him uh, fulfillment in his, his craft. So that's even more valuable than anything. My man. The difference between winning and losing is most often not quitting. That's right. Everyone needs deadlines, even the beavers. They loaf around all summer. But when they are faced with the winter deadline, they work like fury. If we didn't have deadlines, we would stagnate. Whatever you do, do it well. Never get bored or cynical. Yesterday is a thing of the past. Right. That's the real trouble with the world. Too many people grow up, they forget. Everyone falls down. Getting back up is how you learn how to walk. Adults are only kids that have grown up. It's a mistake not to give people a chance to learn, to depend on themselves while they are young. We allow no geniuses around our studio. <laughs> I resent the limitations of my own imagination. In bad times and in good, I've never lost sense of zest for life. Most of my life, I have done what I wanted to do. I have had fun on the job. That's good. People often ask me, if I know the secret of success and if I could tell others how to make their dreams come true. My answer is, you do it by working. Nice. I do not like to repeat successes. I like to go into other things. That's good. I have been up against tough competition all my life. I wouldn't know how to get along without it. So you see, it needs competition. Competition. Capitalism motivates people to action. I hope the communists will hear this. Anyways, 39. That's what we storytellers do. We restore order with imagination. We instill hope again and again and again. Happiness is a state of mind. It's just according to the way you look at things. The greatest moments in life are not concerned with selfish achievements, but rather with the things that we do for people we love and esteem and whose respect we need. Get a good idea and stay with it, dug it and work at it until it's done and done right. To the youngsters of today, I say believe in the future. The world is getting better. There still is plenty of opportunity. Totally agree. Why do we have to grow up? I know more adults who have the children's approach to life. They are not afraid to be delighted with simple pleasures. And they have a degree of contentment with what life has brought. Sometimes it isn't much either. Every child is born blessed with a vivid imagination. 
I think it's important to have a good heart failure when you're young. And I, I learned a lot out of that because it makes you kind of aware of what can happen to you. I do not make films primarily for children. I make them for the child in all of us, whether we be six or 60. Mm. Fantasy, if it's really convincing, can become dated for the simple reason that it represents a flight into a dimension that lies beyond the reach of time. I don't want the public to see the world leaving while they are in the park. I want them to feel they are in another world. The important thing is family. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is a land. Here age relieves fond memories of the past, and here youth may savor the challenge and, and promise of the future. Disneyland is dedicated to the ideals, the dreams, and the hard facts that have created America with the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. Why worry? If you've done the very best you can, worrying can't make it any better. I worry about many things, but not about water over the dam. <laughs> the life adventures of Mickey Mouse have been closely bound up with my own personal and professional life. Well, there's some um, interesting quotes from, from Walt Disney. Anyways, enough of Walt Disney. Uh, kind of seen interesting things about him. Let's look at Bob, Bob Eager for a minute here, because he ran, he ran Disney for a long time. Um, presumably when Bob Eager was an American businessman who served as the CEO of the Walt Disney from 2005 to 2020, it's about 15 years. Well, as well as the chairman of the board and executive chairman. He previously served as the president of ABC Television, okay, and the president and CEO of Capital Cities. During his 50-year stewardship for the company, he brought in the roster of intellectual properties, expanded its presence in international markets, and saw the company's market cap increase from 48 to 257 billion. So it has even it has even come down. Holy smokes! Holy smokes! To 2020. So. Was um, was the current guy now? No, it's not Michael. Um, Chaplick. Bob Chaplick has uh, and Susan Arnold. These are the people running Disney now. Chadwick, American media executive and businessman who is CEO of Walt Disney, becoming CEO in 2020. He had the 26th year in the company, beginning home entertainment, raising to become chairman, was born in the suburbs of Chicago. He grew up in Indiana. His father was a World War veteran. His family went to Arnold trips to the Walt Disney World. Hmm. 
interesting. <clears throat> so, it's like he's been Disney all his life, man. He's a Disney man. That's amazing, man. Susan Arnold, as well, of Jewish origin, graduated from the University of Pennsylvania, Bachelor of Arts, and this uh, MBA. She's the she's an operating executive of the Cariel Group, an equity investment firm. Listed as one of the fortune um, fifty most powerful women in business, as number seven. Well, Susan Arnold. She's sixty-eight. And she's openly LGBT, openly lesbian. That's what's up. And on December 1st, 2021, which is recently, Arnold was appointed to replace Bob Eager as the chair of the board and the first woman to be appointed to this position in the 98-year history of Disney. Yeah, so Disney is going in the right direction. Uh, diversity. Um, less discrimination, less of all the madness. Oh. That's that's great. That's great for Susan Arnold. Good for her. <clears throat> and what they what they're gonna do in Disney is yet to be seen because you know there's a new leadership, new leadership changes um, that will ruffle feathers. <laughs> of course, personal life. Iga has been married twice. First marriage to Kathleen, ended in divorce. They have two daughters. Nineteen ninety-five. Iga married Willow Bay. Um, they have two children. Eager has been noted for his kindness. Who said, I've never heard one person say about him, about him, and I've never seen him mean. Yeah, in January 2021, he donated $5 million to aid small businesses struggling because of the coronavirus pandemic. According to Forbes, his net worth is about $6.19 million. <laughs> Well, it's still still something. If you had six six hundred ninety dollars and you gave someone five dollars, that's still generous. But I mean, five million is definitely not five dollars. It's a political centrist. Um. Yeah. So there we go with, with the incredible company. Um, Walt Disney. It seems to be falling, and, and I guess this fall is just due to the normal global recession in the world. Um, it's a a huge peak, twenty twenty one, rising to three fifty billion dollars. Like, see each client, but now it's one eighty six. Probably, you know, like just like the way the world is, things will. That it comes back up, but these are huge companies. I wonder what their competition is in the market. 
any new startups um, in animation, but I mean, it's going to take a while to get this big. And let's see. Uh, Walt Disney is just above ASML. I don't know what the company is. And below McDonald's. So, it's right there up there in the, with the big dogs. Uh, with the big dogs. So, okay. I think still look at the Red Scare and all that stuff. Anyways, uh, that's it for today, guys. And, of course, if you want to to see the previous episodes, um, you can see it at fortune.techseed.org. Remember that. So, anyway, that's for the 0.5 people who are going to listen to this podcast um, to this to this time. If you ever had to listen to this and got to this, yeah, props for your persistence. Anyways, we're going to do the random draw for the next company. There we go, 296, 296, let's see what we're working with, 296, and the company is Investor AB, based in Sweden, okay? Well, interesting. Never heard of this company. Seem to be on a very recent climb. Well, we'll find out next week on Fortune 1000. <laughs>